The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey guys, what a podcast. NFL, almost two hours. I'll be honest, maybe my favorite NFL pod ever. Why? It was a combination of tons of betting, green button pushing. Also, a lot of fun. And a couple of picks I didn't come into the pod liking that I like now. And to me, that's ultimately our goal is thinking it through and learning. And if you got picks you like and you're batting them, you might as well get the best number, betdsi.com. And we've got a special promo code, BELL101, B-E-L-L-101. And BetDSI, 20 years online, reputation for great service, fast payment on your winnings, and using BELL101, deposit bonuses. And check out which of the bonuses, how, whatever uh, approach is best for you. And you've got total flexibility with how much you put in initially, and all of that, obviously, Thanksgiving, tons of action. And right after it, the bowl season, NFL, end of the regular season, into the NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, then a couple weeks, and then March Madness. Now's the time. BetDSI.com, promo code BELL101. Now on to the NFL Sunday Monday podcast. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable, broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. That's right. NFL Week 12, Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday, Monday edition, with my Wise Guy Roundtable. Back from the business wars, the big Maddie Holt to my left. Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. Doesn't mean anything here, and you'll be hearing about that in a minute. Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers. When you hear why he's back, you're going to say, that's Brad Powers for you. I'm RJ Bell. Guys, we've got the Thursday games up. We did a bonus. They're in the podcast feed. If you're subscribed, you're perfect. You're golden. If you're not, you're not. Subscribe. It's free. Go to your podcast player. If you have more than one of them, it's free. Subscribe. Every pod, you'll get it instantly when it's released. Right now, college is out. It was a good episode. And by by the way, the best bets in college, it's what? Like 25 and 9, Brad? 24 and 9 between Fez, me, and KT. KT, Ken Thompson. And there's three of those up there. There's like three two-on-one crossfires. Great college episode. Also, the Thursday episode, I was a little punchy. I had done like six hours of radio, so not my finest performance. The boys did fine on the Thursday. Now, though, it's Sunday and Monday, and those following us know off a four-and-one week. Guys, in the $700,000, $5,000 entry Super Contest Gold, there's only three people ahead of us. I don't envy those three people we're gonna take this mother down and you've seen it it's been in front of the world we're doing the same thing we always do we start the show 
with our three best bets. 65%, five picks a week. Maddie, what kind of odds would you put on that? If I would have said entering week 12, we're going to be 65%. Uh, minus 400, no. Boy, that even seems generous to us, Faz. What do you think? Minus 1,100, no. Maddie has a very high opinion of himself. Right? A little confidence <laughs> is a very <laughs> positive thing in this Even business. higher than you. I mean, it's this is like uh, Carl Lewis, Bob Beamham. Beam- <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's long jumping 29.9. He's long jumping 30 feet at altitude. It's but, easier at altitude. But maybe there's a reason. Exactly. Maybe that's why it was longer <laughs> at altitude. Oh, Fez is starting. <laughs> There we go. Bananas. Oh, (laughs) it took me 30 seconds to be back and we got him already. (laughs) Control room. We you didn't get it. Oh, Fez did an arm. Fez, keep doing the movements. We're starting a catalog. We play money ain't a thing. And he was given a little money. (laughs) It's worth a thousand bucks. Just that little three seconds. But we're going to see why Fez might be a little discombobulated. Uh, hi, I'm the Vig, and I was off last week. I was in New York doing business and getting stuck in a snowstorm. <laughs> Didn't snow in Vegas. I know. Hi, I'm Steve Fezzik, and I was off in another way last week. I went 0-3. I lost $1,200 year to date. <laughs> I'm 12-21 and 21 against the Sharps. I'm down $2,620. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brad Powers. I filled in for you last week, Maddie. Thank you very much. I went 2-0, up $900. And boy, this has been a nice little part-time gig here. <laughs> I'm normally a college guy, but for the NFL pod this year, Nine and two up one thousand six hundred and thirty dollars. Thank you very much, Fez. Boy, did he write that? Did he have a teleprompter? I'm RJ. Another winning week, up three hundred, up on the season. But listen, there's a couple of things you got to know behind the scenes quickly. <laughs> One, Fez, he won the super contest twice. He makes a living betting the NFL. Now you've been behind the counter. You took as many bets up until you started your own business as anyone in the state, five years, seven years, whatever. Obviously, there's groups that bet bigger. But when it came to the NFL, Fez, uh, how would you characterize it? There's very few people in the NFL that are labeled sharps, and Fez is one of them, certainly. And, I mean, Maddie likes to only give himself compliments so you know how serious he is. And... It goes to show you a couple of things. One, in any short sample, I mean, how's your season on pregame.com, Fez? Yeah, it's good. It's 58%, I think. Ah, yeah, that's good. Your goal's 55. Yeah, it's very good. You know, I got to talk money management here on this pod, RJ. I'm nine and two on my best bets, and yet I'm getting killed. But we're not fading you on your best bets. You oh, no, you're picking, picking me your- apart on my fifth and fourth selection. We're all going to do, We. that's the thing. There was a force five picks here. That's what makes it fun. And you and the VIG get into, you know, <laughs> put them on the table contest. And you get emotional. You got a big ego. That's a leak. (laughs) Now, there's another thing. This is Thanksgiving weekend. We got a lot of people saying, are you guys even doing a pod? It's like, is there a game? Then we're doing a pod. All right. But I didn't expect Brad to even be here. It's like this guy last week, 
he, you know, short notice, I, I forgot to tell him, you told me you were going to be out a week ahead. He got ready the night before, came in. Did he uh, sleep? Well, he came in saying his eyes were going in two different directions. I know that much. So, so the fact of the matter is, I'm thinking, great, took one for the team. And then I'm like, why is he? And then I'm looking at the notes. It's like, why is Brad got bets here? And it's like on Thanksgiving. And then I look and I see, oh, wait a minute. He won last week. So he's thinking, oh, this, you know, he's figuring he's in the feed on Fez. Fez, you got, I, I'm rooting for you to, to put Brad in his place. I see calm. There's plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really, because you were talking about the, how Notre Dame was so overrated and you were going to say, get your money back this year. And I'm like, well, how many units have you lost on him? You're like five. I go, <laughs> five. How, many how many times are you to bet again? He goes, yeah, you're right. It's not, I'm not getting my money back this year. Well, listen, Brad told me, though. Got to double down now the rest of the way. Martin <laughs> more than that, right? Brad told me I had to play this drop for him to be here. He was the baddest kid around until I showed up. He's coming after you. I mean, what did he say when he walked in? I'm usually just the guy with the knowledge on the college. Uh, yeah, and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if was, let's just say this last thing. We'll get to the games. I was in L.A. the weekend before last. I was feeling good. I was there for Fox Sports Radio. It was like a seven-hour photo shoot. Now, Maybe they needed seven hours. <laughs> okay. I have looked at the photos. They gave, they took like 2000 pictures and they sent me 10. So <laughs> let's do the math. But, but it turned out pretty good. All right. For me, but I was feeling good. I'm at the uh, universal walk and just feeling, you know, the breeze is blowing pocket full of money, left pocket and right pocket full. And I tweeted out, I said, here's our five picks. Haven't had a losing week. And then parenthetically, I said, and I ain't afraid of no jinx. One, three, and one. Yeah. So our one losing week was when we got, you know, the gambling gods, right? Mm -hmm. I think Brad has a little comeuppance coming up. Let's hope. Showtime. Woo. All right, Fez, you have, you made sure to slip in there. Been killing it on your best bets. So we can feel pretty good about this and probably pretty good. We're not going to fade you on it is what my guess is. Let me ask you a quick question though. What's your best bet record? Nine and two. Nine and two. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. Best bet this week. We're on the Denver Broncos plus three plus 100. So plus three against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Frankly, I've been waiting for this game, RJ. The Steelers have had three straight showdown games. Started out at Baltimore. Remember, when they played Baltimore, that was really the game for who's going to take control in that division. So they get the road win. Boom. Then prime time, they blow out Carolina. Big win. Steelers were sky high for that game. Played a great game. Then the following week, normally this would be a total flat spot for the Steelers, but double revenge, including playoff revenge, against Jacksonville, and frankly, they were a little flat despite the revenge, but they rallied. and Were a little flat. They didn't show up the first <laughs> half, and they stole that game in the fourth quarter. So now, off three straight games where you could argue there's some severe motivation in their favor, now they just got this game out in Denver against a team that's not going to be a playoff team. I've seen this before with your Steelers. This is going to be the flat spot. I like the Broncos. So first off, I would make the following case. I think they were flat against the Jags, even though any logical reasoning would have said they shouldn't be with double revenge knocked out of the playoffs last year, Pittsburgh. So that tells me this is a Steelers team 
the revenge, the, the motivation has to be three levels, meaning a typical team would be motivated at level one. A team that's low motivation level two. Steelers are in a whole other place. They're flat in spots no other team would be flat in. And if anything, they got affirmed. It was like, oh, we came out flat and we could come, you know, we're fine. You know, it's like smoking a cigarette, playing golf. If you still beat the guy, what's the difference, right? You're going to smoke the next time. Absolutely. So if anything, I think it affirms this sense of, hey, unless it's the best teams, we don't have to come in hard. We can pull it out at the end. And at altitude, I think that's problematic. I wish we were getting three and a half. Contest line is three, but I agree with it, Matt. Gosh, I'm so close to pushing the button. If if his you remember, guys, it's never been pushed. It's an automatic. I know, and I feel like we bet. have to have one this year at least. Every a lot of guys I know are on this. You made a better case than most people I hear, but I keep hearing flat spot, flat spot, flat spot. But week twelve is normally the week where I start to look at motivational concerns for those teams that no longer have a playoff chance. And let's face it, Denver's out. Denver's done. Their playoff hopes are erased. What are the Denver Broncos playing for? Why is this such suddenly a big game? They're coming off a division rival last week. That was the game they should have got up for. Let's go beat the Chargers. Do they really care about beating the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes, they're in a home momentum situation. They got their mojo back under their their coach. The the coach is playing for his job or the, the team's playing for his job i don't know if the, the coach team, wants him to come back uh, do the players right that's the question I'm i mean not the sure. players want him to come I'm, back. i'm not sure so we don't know so that's an unknown but, but Elway is pretty ruthless i think if you're on denver but again denver gave up the defense certainly gave up last year here's what i've seen if you have a team that's super successful in the last five years typically that's down they tend to get up for the big teams like the opponents that they are resentful of like the steelers are going to make the playoff so, but didn't they get up last week then in that theory? A playoff team with the Chargers and well, a division did, rival. Won. So they're going to get up again? It's not yeah. a flat spot for them? Well, I don't think you can be as bad as Denver and be flat, right? I, I think right. if I, here's my theory. And again, I'm not saying I'm right, but I think losing teams that lose, that's a negative. Winning teams that lose is a positive. Meaning, I like the Raiders more this week because they won last week. It's like there's a sense of, hey, guys, we can, this can be fun again. When a losing team loses, I think it perpetuates the losing. So for me, Denver, I like Denver. That's an interesting. Do you like question. Denver more because they beat, because they upset the Chargers yes. last week? I think it gives the team enthusiasm. Does that, what, do you disagree with that? I don't. I, it's hard for me to, if they were even like one game closer and they could almost at least like see that, hey, maybe we could still make it. I, I might agree with it, but there's no light at the end of this tunnel. That light got turned off a long time ago. There's zero chance of a playoff run. Let me let's do something different. If we don't take this pick and you press it for the six hundred dollar bet, we'd have to take another pick. So what you can do is scribble down the picks you like and then think, okay, as we discuss them throughout the show, and if you think there's a better fifth pick, I'll let you press it at the end. Okay. All right, so this will be fun. Okay. All right, Brad, what's your handicap? Pretty much what you guys said. I just like Denver <laughs> hair. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 
Yeah, I sent over, you know, horrible spot for the Steelers, back-to-back, so, long road so trips. Minute, you and Fez have the same pick? Yeah, like. <laughs> How does he How am I getting my butt kicked when he's always agreeing? It's not mathematically possible. Uh, you get anything else? No. no. Nothing? Okay. couple last things for me, some original stuff here. Um, <laughs> Brad, I don't think you've seen this. Steelers on the road always talk about their bad. 10-0-1 straight up. Haven't lost in 11 games. Seven and four against the spread. Mm. You look at Denver's losses, right? Three of their losses, Rams and KC twice by a combined 13 points. So I'm considering playing strong competition. Denver's been better than we thought. And we've said this a few times. Pittsburgh hasn't allowed more than 21 points since September. The defense is playing. And finally, this points to Denver Denver's uh, DVOA for outsiders, and whenever I use rankings, it'll be that unless I say otherwise. Denver has the 18th best defense against the run, the third best against the pass. My feelings at altitude is Pittsburgh doesn't want to play a super physical game, whereas this is a passing team at this point. You know, the backup running back has done an amazing job, but it's not like they're pounding him, especially with Le'Veon out for sure now. I don't think he's getting 25 carries, so it feels like Pittsburgh's strength against Denver's defensive strength, which is a advantage, I think, for the defense. Any closing thoughts? All right, Maddie. Again, I'm going to say this sincerely. Your contribution, you think differently than Fez and I, and well, Fez and Brad and, and I, and though your best bets are only four and seven, that's four winners and seven losers. Um, you've been, and I'm be, and I'm being honest, vital to this, Faz. Do you agree? Because there's been a lot of those fourth and fifth picks I've been making on Friday night where his feedback. And let me tell you, when you disagree with them, he's texting all weekend. He's like, did you see the, you see the line moved two cents against this? Cause I took, so, you know, he kind of makes it where you don't want to fade his stuff, but it's been very helpful to me. Oh, absolutely. The wisdom of crowds. And I'll use an example just like, I'm saying it's, it's not just the crowd. It's a different kind of thinking. It's behind the counter. Absolutely. So what's your best bet? You know, sometimes we talk about the ugliest plays we make being the best plays, and I got a real ugly duckling this week. The Oakland Raiders plus 10.5 on the road across country at the Baltimore Ravens. And, and look, there's a bunch of statistical reasons why this play does make a little bit of sense for me, but I really here just want to fade Lamar Jackson. And everyone talks about how bad the Oakland Raiders defense is, and I completely agree. Number 32 in the league against the pass, Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the football. Number 32 in the league in terms of how many times per game opponents pass the ball against them. Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the football. Mm -hmm. This guy's not going to throw the football. And we all know in the NFL, you cannot have consistent success. If your quarterback is running the football 27 times per game, that's not an NFL type offense. That's sustainable. Oakland Raiders. We know look Gruden cut some guys, including Bruce Irvin, who are kind of mainstays on this team, whether they're good or not, effort's not the problem. I think Oakland's going to go in there, play hard. I don't know that Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, can score enough points to cover 10.5. I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders. 
I love it. Love it. Fez, I'll let you guys jump in. Yeah, I think strong handicap. And bottom line is, who were the Ravens playing against? The Cincinnati Bengals, the only team in NFL history to have given up 500 yards three consecutive weeks. And the only way he was able to put up 400 was to run the ball 27 times. And he didn't go out of bounds. He didn't go down after he got the first downs over under and the number of times he got texted or called by his agents and his friends and his family saying, look it, you want to stay in this league for multiple years. It's not just about the team. It's going to be about him as well. Realizing, look, I proved that I can win. I'm going down and I'm not running the ball as much. So I don't think that's the dynamic. If anyone who you're right, Lamar Jackson has the most to lose, but who has the second most, the Ravens, they spent a first round pick on it. It's not like they signed him off some practice squad, they don't want him to get hurt. Harbaugh's smart. I don't like the Harbaugh's. They don't like me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I've been all over. Every time the the Michigan coach comes up on Fox. He smells. I mean, (laughs) at some point, (laughs) but I believe it, right? I don't say this. Now, some people tell me to say this about Harbaugh, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, he's a real scumbag. See, I just say he smiles. That's it. <laughs> but he's smart. And to me, it was the element of surprise. It was like the Wildcat against the Patriots 10 years ago. If you, oh my God, he's running 27 times. He's passing 19. That's it. They surprised the Bengals. And now one for, like you said, sustainability, but two also obviously for the fact it's not a surprise anymore. You don't think the Raiders are getting, if anything, that old, well, I hadn't thought of this. If you want to have the Raiders coach against an old school kind of run the ball attack, that's what the Raiders want. Sure. And you said, uh, you know, mathematically, if you actually look, the Raiders are significantly better against the run on defense. Correct. So Lamar can't exploit, as you said, what the problem of the Ra- the big problem. And, and the teams that have really been able to look good against the Raiders are the ones that have been able to exploit that pass defense and throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game. If Lamar Miller's throwing it 40 times a game in this game with his accuracy at this point, we're going to be in good shape with the Raiders. And finally, and, and by the way, just to look at, and Mackie put together, I'll show you this after, a real nice DVOA offense, defense, rush pass in a way you can look at the matchups between the teams, right? So you're seeing, so right now, if you look at Oakland, and again, this is football outsiders, their defense against the pass, number 32, against the run, number 23. 23 is not great, but if you're 32 in the other one, plus, if we're worried about hits Lamar Jackson's taking, if you're the Ravens, they get up 10, six minutes left. Yeah. How freaking conservative are you getting? So I don't see margin here. With the total of 43, and we're getting over 10 points. I like that too. Brett. Lean on Oakland for me. Let's talk about the 27 rush attempts. How big of an outlier? Significant one in the NFL. No quarterback in the NFL in any game had had 27 rush attempts since 1960. Like Maddie said, not sustainable moving forward. Lean. So what's keeping you away? Just you don't want to bet the Raiders? Which yeah, I, I don't want to. I, can, I can respect. Yeah. I can respect. Okay, guys. We started a new segment on Straight Out of Vegas, and I'm extending it to the dream preview. It's called The Best Time to Be Bad. What does it mean? It's catchy. Let's be honest. The best time to be bad is we know all of us, even pros, maybe not the vague, because when you're a bookie, it 
kind of sucks your soul in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you to agree. I'm just saying he's nodding. I hope we have that on tape. It, <laughs> I want to play road favorite sometimes. I want to play over sometimes. I want it, but we know, at least historically, we're not supposed to. I think this is a game and this is my best bet. Green button, go for it. The New England Patriots favored by nine and a half. Is that it, Fez, on the contest? Yes. Okay. So here's the rationale. Pats just lost before their bye by 24. Worst post-September, post-September loss for Brady and Belichick ever. They had one other 24-point loss against the Chargers in 2005. So they're mad. How does New England do against after a loss? This is since their first Super Bowl. So since 2003, next game, no other considerations. Patriots, 37-14 and 14 against the spread. They lose a game. The next game, 37-14. and 14. If the next game is a road game, like it is here, 22-5, and five, 82% against the spread. What's the logic? No home. Wife doesn't want nothing. The Guma doesn't want nothing. You're on the road. And it's like a mini camp because he's not happy. Belichick, daddy's mad. If the loss itself was a double digit loss, like it was even worse, right? It was 24 double digits and beyond all time after September. Patriots that next game. Doesn't matter if it's home or road. 17 and four against the spread, beating the spread by over 10 points a game. And oh, by the way, it's a buy. So, if you ever are going to see the Patriots out for blood, and oh, by the way, it's against a division rival that he likes to keep down. He doesn't like the, the Jets pro or uh, organization. He has a history, right? And also, two last things. NFL teams since 2002 road favored off a bye. So we've been talking about this. The logic is you're focused. You're the better team. 61 and 24. That's 72%. So in general, teams off a of bye do better as road favorites. We got Belichick off the loss. Finally, who's going to quarterback? Sam Darnold, after a bye themselves, didn't practice on Monday. So to whatever degree, he, he if he plays or doesn't, he's hobbled. If you don't practice on Monday after a bye, you, there's something a little wrong at minimum. Or McCown, who had a QBR of four. Now let's give Matty credit. He said he didn't think McCown, we were all saying, oh, probably better short term. QBR of four means 96% of quarterbacks did better than you, typically. That's as, about as low as it goes. Who in the heck, what's the Jets going to do here? The only hope you could have is the Patriots being flat. They're going to be the opposite of flat. What is the, uh, what is it for best bet, 600? Yes. Uh, I feel gonna... like I want to equally distribute this and go against both of you. <laughs> You know, the last five years, so 2017, Jets at home, cover. 2016, Jets at home, cover. 2015, Jets at home, cover. 2014, Jets at home, cover. 2013, Jets at home, cover. The Jets cover this series at home every single year. Okay, so the they get up for this game every year. They're a dog every single year. They stink every year the last five but the one thing that's consistent that scares me is they always get up to play the Patriots. You know, that was my initial handicap as well. I got, I got to tell you, I looked at, they haven't lost one of these games, the Jets, 
by more than seven points. But the more I think about it, and thinking back in my memory, I bet the Jets in a lot of these games. And these were. And you made money. Yeah, because they were really good spots for the Jets over and over. They're catching the Patriots, looking ahead to a big game or off of a really big win. And the situation was such that even though the Patriots want to step on a team's throat, it's like, ah, oh, we're playing the Jets. And the Jets were well, so hard. Hold on a second. I don't believe the Patriots typically do want to step on anyone's throat. Belichick's the master of taking the air out of the ball in the second half, not having Gronk do, you know, again, not saying this week Gronk's health or whatever. I don't, you know, we'll see. You never know, right? But I'm saying this is the time that history tells us Belichick says, we got to make a statement. And after Kansas City and the Rams play that game, who's talking about the Patriots right now? I don't think I heard I think them. it was a statement. I don't think I heard one mention of the Patriots and discussion of the top four teams in the NFL all week. Long. Yeah. I mean, to me, I agree with Maddie. In general, the rival, you know, the underdog rival later in the year is a good bet. That's assuming, though, the Patriots aren't as motivated. And I do three hits on ESPN New York, Michael Kay and a couple others. Great guys. It's been fun. I mean, I love New York City. They're not even talking. I mean, if you read the New York Post, which I kind of do for these hits, I want to know what they're talking about. It's all about Bowles is gone. It's like, it's a foregone conclusion. Bowles is going to be gone. Who's the next coach they're talking about? So I get it. But, but boy, this feels like if there's any team, it feels like they kind of, you know, they're discombobulated. I would put the Jets right at the top. And they just got smoked by, that can't be right. The Bills? Yeah. Wow. So, well, listen, let's do this. Make a little list. Yeah, this see, is on it. See what other games. Brad, what do you think? I'm passing uh, on this one, so I don't have a dog in the fight. I'll throw this out to you guys. I mean, New England on the road this year, it's not been good in any game. Jacksonville, Detroit, Tennessee, all blowout losses. Yeah. None of those teams are world beaters. And even the two games that the Patriots won and covered, I would say fortunate. Chicago game that Fez will probably talk about here for 90 seconds, how he had Chicago, <laughs> and it was the right side. And Buffalo, one of my only losers on this podcast. You were fortunate, Matty Holt, <laughs> against me to get a pick late six. pick six. Yeah. Uh, here's what I would say. If there's any situation that Belichick trumps everything else, it's awful loss. It's like, find me a subset awful loss that he doesn't win. So when he decides it's time, like, and I know this could be Belichick BS and not Belichick coming out with it, but other people, they said something like he took four hours off during the buy. Like there was a big article up. He actually took four hours last week to not work. You know, it's like, that's this guy's a nut and a good nut, a money-making nut, right? For 60% since they won against the spread. Since they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, and it's contagious. Bottom line is a bad team. Like, I don't want to bring up undisciplined teams, but in prior years, you're Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like they get a bye week. They go on a boat cruise. They go to Cancun. They do something. And I think it'll keep the players from taking an entire week off, but um, to go ahead and have football in their memories as well, especially off of a loss, staying focused. And to me, this is a, a final macro point. We always say big dogs are good, but if you look in the playoffs, double-digit, Dogs, obviously playing double digit favorites. It's in, I'm going by memory, but something like, 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 like 10 and two to the favor in the last 12. Now that's a small sample. Obviously five straight years jets at home is a small sample, but the point I'm making is I think, and let me ask you, Maddie, all joking aside, 
or not that we're joking, but yeah, no, I really want to all sincerity is the idea of the following. The underdog value we always seek out as, you know, guys trying to bet in a not square way. That's, I think that's a fair way to say how much of that is about the favorite, not being focused because, or the, the underdog who has nothing to play for rising up. But and I, in this case, the Jets have done it. I, I stopped keeping track. I only went back and said, let me look at the last six years. And it's all Jets covers at home. Well, we just, only went they, back. Oh, just to be clear here, here's here it is going back. Win, 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 win. Loss. This is for the Jets perspective. So four straight covers. One, two, three, five. Five straight covers at least. Right? Five. Yeah. Loss, loss. Win, win. Loss, 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 loss. At home. So you yes. stopped keeping track when they started losing. <laughs> so no, when but, they but again, started he's winning. right. It is a new, you know, I mean, that goes back. So if you look from 99 on, or let's go just Belichick. Yeah, that'll be the last thing here. So uh, the Jets at home against Belichick with the Pats, 7 and 10 against the spread. So the Jets are 7 and 10 against Belichick at home against the spread. Yes. But you're right. They've won four in a row. Five. Oh, five. Yes. So they were two and ten. But in that thing, you went, you went win, 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 win five times. Then you yeah. went loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win, win. That's no, I, nine. No, 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 it's win, 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 loss, loss, win, win. The win, 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 win is only four. So win, I, win, 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 I, I, <laughs> win, 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 win. Yeah. Loss, loss, win, win, loss, 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 loss. <laughs> again it's so seven of the last nine but then before that forever losing yeah so again who knows about that part sure I, but here's my last question what rhyme or reason is there and everyone wants to dismiss this trend because it goes against everything we believe if you have road favorites and this is since 2002 there's no other it's west of the mississippi it's mm. this it's that 13 days or more rest are 61 and 24. That's telling you when a road favorite wants to win, they win a lot, not always, and they cover. The difference is most of the time that's a flat spot, like the Steelers or whatever this week. And I, I, you know, so there it is. Maybe at the end, imagine if he hit us twice fast, then we'd have to struggle for more bets. (laughs) <laughs> out of five that would With be the tough. short card we're getting very very short look uh we're usually in perfect sync all three of us with our best bets and i'm not trying to play devil's advocate oh, on I, any I, of them you know that i just like i couldn't get that out of my mind the last five years of the jets consistently being terrible and rising up and um none of the rest of it all the rest of it makes sense and it's easy to land on the patriots if you get past that part uh and same thing with you know denver i just but i didn't believe the, this was an up spot for them here's the last thing for the fourth time this is so meta meaning who else is going to be on the patch sure right so if this is even our fifth best pick because this isn't about is it a best better no mm-hmm. we got to pick five sure right in a short card. In a short card, because we're not doing things. We didn't like yep. any of the Thanksgiving games. And we know now with Trubisky out, let's hope the Bears blow him out. Because there's a lot of people are going to be taking that three and thinking they're getting a lot of value, right? So I'm hoping for the Bears. 
That's a it's a really good point that you're making, RJ. That if you, I didn't even knew, think about that. That's if, a great point. If we Wait, knew, which oh, the bear, yeah. yeah. If we knew everyone was going to take the Jets, and we do think that you know more often than not, our competitors are going to look towards the Jets. If we knew all of them were going to take the Jets, we would take New England, even if we didn't like them. If we were really behind, but since there's only three people, yeah. oh, not if we were, even if we were tied. It's such a strong game theory. It's like it's almost like playing a back really? game. It's like play, it's like playing a um. A tournament in Baccarat when everyone bets on the bank, I'm betting player. <laughs> hey, listen, Fez, <laughs> he's a, that's the thing about Fez. He has an advantage background, like with flying to freaking Iowa to put in like Kino cards. <laughs> <laughs> right or wrong, Fez? Um, if you query me and Wendover on the uh, internet, you'll get some interest. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the <laughs> world. All right, next game. Oh, Browns, Bengals. Bengals favored by three. Fez, you like it? Maddie, why don't you start? Let's hear your take. Do you do you like it? I yeah, I do. And this one to me is kind of like the Jets. I couldn't get past that domination that Cincinnati has had at home against the Browns. I mean, they have So just, you like the Bengals. Yeah. I, and that was, and I didn't even have to dig deep into the handicap of the game. I know who the Bengals are pre all the injuries. I've seen who the Bengals are post all the injuries, and they're certainly different teams. But the one thing that I just cannot get past in this game, if I was going to lay my money down, is the Bengals absolutely own the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and, and that's, for me, hard to get past. And, and I don't have these teams separated so, so by a lot at this point, but I feel like the line's right where it should be. But the Bengals' domination makes me feel like Lewis has some – he gets his guys up for this division game, and I'd, I would lay the three. Two questions. One, list, sharp listeners are thinking, well, how do we balance the fact that NFL teams change typically, though the Bengals have stayed the same with the same quarterback and coach for quite a while, with the fact that if a team is 5-0, and let's say, at home against the spread – and again, obviously, there's been coaching change, or at least one with the Jets there. How do you balance small sample size with if you try to get more sample size, it's not really going to be applicable? Do you, in matchups between teams, do you take smaller sample sizes more seriously? How do you think about that that paradox? One of the things, and this this is a hard thing to measure, but it's something that I try to look for in games, is what is the emotion of players after a tackle, after a big hit? Everyone said last week, this is a big spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Revenge from the playoff game. Big Ben's mad. I never saw a Pittsburgh Steeler be fired up all game until that final Big Ben half-flop, half-dive touchdown. I literally never saw any emotion out of that team. But watch a Steelers-Bengals game. Watch a Steelers-Ravens game. Every single hit, they're talking, they're chirping, they're mad, they're emotion, they're into it. One of the things I like to look at in football with streaks is against a division rival, does the coach say, we're going to beat this team no matter what? And it, you know, you, they pump. So you're saying up. it can be disparate priorities. One coach takes the game more seriously than another. Correct. You know, and pursuant to what Maddie was saying, if you go back in the history, there's no love for Cleveland from Cincinnati. Even when Sam Weich was um, the coach for the team, he once came on the microphone. They were throwing garbage on the field after bad calls. And he was like, he's like, hey, we got to stop this. We're not Cleveland here. I mean, the Bengals and the city of Cincinnati's not a fan of no. Cleveland. Here's my second question. Open to you and Fez. Brad has a lean on this one in a second. Hugh Jackson's on the Bengals. 
right? He's there as a special consultant. How much of an advantage is that? I think it's a key advantage for Cincinnati. Now, the media, and I think it's misguided media here, is saying, oh, Cleveland, extra motivation. They're going to want to stick it to their former coach. What? There's plenty of motivation in this game already. And now we're getting some very, very good knowledge about the Browns being given to the Bengals. I mean, we saw it in the Houston game with Demarius Thomas going to the Houston Texans that very week. And Houston's players and coaches admitted it was helpful in our game planning for the week. Yeah, I agree. All right, Brad, what's your thoughts? Uh, lean on Cincinnati here. Uh, I mean, putting numbers to what Maddie was saying, series domination. Last seven, doesn't matter where the game's played at. Cincinnati's won. They've covered. Average margin of victory, 21 points per game over the Browns. And you guys mentioned the Hugh Jackson coming over from Cleveland. I think that's an advantage. No, no question about it. This is an example, Fez. I think you and I have been making some mistakes where we are correct directionally but we weren't thinking about the value. And the game I keep going back to is when we had the 49ers laying, we were laying what, one or one and a half, and then it closed three at Arizona. I remember, we either took pick or minus one. We may have played minus one, yeah. And it was like, I saw all the reasons San Fran was better. Arizona had just beat or beaten them. (laughs) Plus five turnover game. Yeah, and we were like, oh, but then it's like, well, there's a four-point adjustment based on home field. I want to fade the Bengals every week. I think they're one of the most overrated teams. They had a bunch of coin flips early. Then they lost at home to Pittsburgh. That was a fairly close game. So that kind of gives you... Then crushed by Casey. Didn't cover against Tampa, even though they were plus four in turnovers. Crushed by the Saints. And then they lose to Lamar Jackson. That doesn't look good. Then they're banged up. But this is saying these are even teams. The Browns are th- the the line is three and the Bengals aren't as banged up as they've been. Finally, they're starting to get some guys back. Yeah. Potentially, AJ Green, he's critical, especially with tight end Eifert out. We need our number one wide receiver to come back. AJ Green likely to play in perfect. Hey, we got cluster injuries. The Bengals do it. Linebacker and Perfect's our best linebacker, and he's going to likely play. And you talked about, hey, we, we talked about they haven't looked so good. They got blown out against New Orleans. Fine. They got blown out against the Chiefs. Fine. But when do they get up? They always get up for division games. Only lost by three on the road against Baltimore. <laughs> Whoa, excuse me. Only lost by a touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely buried the Baltimore Ravens earlier this year. This team, Marvin Lewis, gets them up for division games. Always has. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Only thing that worries me, and again, this is early in the week, but it's 59% of the tickets on the Bengals, 72% of the cash. But the cash is always on the Browns, it seems like. Yeah. And when it comes to buys, I've always used to think buys are just good. But I've been doing some radio hits with former NFL players, so I get to ask them questions, which I love. They said 80% of the time, by one guy, this was Canty in, in uh, ESPN New York. He said 80% of the time buys are good. 20% of the time it's a disaster because it's a team that's got their own issue, whatever, and they're distracted. It's like coming back after a, a two-week vacation to, to school, right? And Brad, we talk about this in college sometimes. Where if it's late in the year and there's a buy and the teams doesn't have a lot to play for, mm. they can be really flat after the buy. Yeah, they check out because you only got a couple games left in yeah. the season. And do we? And re- you don't want to come back. You're like, uh, yeah, do we really know this Browns team is together? Who knows with with that coat with with 
with Williams, where that's his name, right? Yes. As the the head coach, who knows what's going on internally? Fez, I wouldn't have thought of this, but I like the Bengals too. All right, good job. Next game. Oh, oh, me and Maddie might be pressing the button here. I'm looking. To. Eagles. I had Gi- a week off. Eagles. <laughs> Giants. Eagles are favored by six. Maddie, you like the Giants. I do like the Giants in this spot. Look, uh, Philadelphia already embarrassed this team um, in New York once this year. And we've talked with the Giants all year that at some point they were going to figure out some way to get the ball to two of the best playmakers in football. Because as we've seen in NFL 2018, offenses with playmakers win football games. That's how the league is predicated now. And the Giants have two of the best offensive playmakers in the entire NFL in Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley. They finally figured out ways to get those two to the football and their offense is starting to look a lot better. On the other side of the ball, the Philadelphia Eagles are the biggest disaster of a Super Bowl champion that I can remember in a long time. And at some point here, I don't know that they are still pumped up to play people. I think this might be be a bigger motivation game, actually, for the New York Giants to get revenge for that embarrassing loss at home. And I like the way their offense is moving a little better. I'm going to take the six points here. Fez, what do you think? I like it on half the side of the ball. When the Giants have the ball, I could absolutely see them going nuts against this Eagle D that's so bad. Man- When's the last time Eli Manning has gone nuts? Last week. Last week. Tampa Bay. <laughs> 17 out of 18. Is that nuts, though? That's really good. That's, efficient. that's efficient, but that's not. I think that's a perfect quarterback rating. Oh, no, but, but you're missing my point. Tampa has one of the worst defenses in the NFL, right? Yes. And they only let them throw in, in, in the Giants one by three? Yeah, because their defense is lousy. Well, but the, yeah, the Giants won by three. Okay. So the question is, why wouldn't they let Eli throw more? They had the lead most of the game. Maybe they didn't trust him to mess it up. But what I'm saying is in the NFL these days, people don't quit throwing because they have the lead. Right. I mean, that's the modern thing is you keep throwing. Why aren't the Giants throwing against Tampa? I mean, all I'm saying is, is if 17 completions is going nuts, that's like a, like a, the biggest party ever in Omaha. But part of this, you know, part of this handicap, I think, has to be as well is that if you're going to lay this many points with a team, then you need a, to- a team that has the potential, at least, to score 30 something points because this is NFL 2018. So this many points is six? Yeah. I mean, what do, what do you want them to go out and score 17? They're going to win 17 to 10? Not very likely <laughs> I mean, I, in 2018 I NFL. Mean, you're right about that. That They got better scored more than 17, but they don't have to score 30, right? Well, I think in 2018 NFL, if you're laying six, what is what do you want the team to score? Forget about what you think the Giants will score. Say, if I'm going to lay a touchdown, well, I mean, the what am I hoping simple. to get? The, it's six and 46, so it's 26, 20, uh, yeah. 20 is what... The projection. And do you know how many times the Eagles have scored 26 this year? Once. But I think, but I think one time, but I think that that's misleading now because you had full misleading. Yeah, it absolutely is misleading because full stunk for the first two weeks and then Wentz got rushed back and the Wentz, Wentz is so at what point is it, is it not Wentz's fault anymore? He, they scored seven last week against the bad last four games. If you just average them, can we agree to the following? We all had, and the world had, and I mean the sharp world, had Philly lane seven, eventually seven and a half against Dallas, right? We had it in the Super Contest of six and a half. It got better up to seven and a half. 
entering that game, Fez, we were as high on Philly as any point during the season. Yeah, we really liked what their offense was doing, and we expected their defense to improve because, hey, they won the Super Bowl with that defense the year before. Now, let's accept that the defense in the backfield has been, uh, defensive backfield has been decimated since that game. Can so- we accept that we don't, we didn't actually, can we admit right now, because I'm willing to admit it, that we didn't actually like what their offense was doing, like the 17 points against Carolina or the fact that they should have lost to Jacksonville in London. We liked what we thought was going to happen because we thought they were getting better. But they weren't actually doing anything on the field productive. Every week, Carson Wentz's yards per attempt was going up. That's what we were excited about. He was thrown downfield. He was more mobile. Yeah, every time he threw the ball, he was getting six yards back in September. And then he was up to eight. And then it was eight and a half. It was literally improving each and every game. But that Jags win doesn't look as good now, right? I mean, no, it doesn't. So let me pose one last thing, because this is a concept Brad has done a good job on in college. It's a concept that um, an old school college basketball handicapper, Alan Boston, talks about a lot, which is the idea. And Matty, I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this. You've got a baseline for a program. And let's say that in the NFL, it could be a couple of years, but maybe even shorter because things turn over so fast. If what you are doing now in a short sample is different than the baseline, be skeptical. Tampa Bay had a baseline. We kept asking, what's different? What's different when they were 2-0? Oh, the offensive coordinator is a genius. Okay. Well, not much was different, right? Last Since the start of last season, the Eagles are 20-9, and nine, straight up. 20 winners, 9 losers. The Giants are 6-20. and 20. Now, I get it. The Bengals are banged, or I'm sorry, the, the Eagles are banged up in the secondary. I get it. The Eagles had a good year last year. But are the Giants all that much better right now? And this line is telling us there's only three points of difference. What's your power rating say, Fez? Let's pull that up, RJ. Number 18 team, Philadelphia Eagles. They're one point worse than an average team. New York Giants are my number 27 team. They're four and a half points worse. So I've got a three and a half point difference in my ratings. Okay. So little, and and I make the case. If you believe Eli's going to exploit the Eagles secondary, I like, I agree with you. I don't think he is. I'd, I'd prefer to say Beckham and Barkley are going to exploit the secondary. I, I just feel like, hey, look, we all want to talk about YPP, and we haven't mentioned it once <laughs> on this show. So let's get down with some YPP. Philadelphia yards per play, 22nd in the National Football League. But guess who's number 10? The New York Football Giants, 5.7 yards per play on offense. Philly can't do anything lately. Look, I was trying to buy in on him that Carson Wentz is getting better too, but he's not. These defense, these offensive numbers are terrible. Points per game, 24th. Yards per game, 20th. Points per play, 26th in the National Football League. There's not an offensive number that you could turn to right now that say, Boy, that's a real positive for Philly. Thus, it's hard to lay six. I'm willing to take a green button on anyone who says that the power rating. Well, you don't say need Eagles to be willing. Here. Brad, who do you like? Yeah, I lean on the Giants here. Uh, but I will say this on your behalf, RJ. The players have changed. Uh, the coaches have changed. But one thing Philly gets up for is the New York Giants. Sure. Last well, 21 Philly, meetings. Philly's going to be up anyway because yeah. they're in the division race. Exactly. 17 out of 21. That's the run straight up Philly against the Giants. I think we all agree both teams max motivation here. No no one expects any flat spot from anybody. I don't know. That, Giants that, hate that, the Eagles. Not flat, Eagles hate but the that Giants. Giants team. All right, so 
Maddie, pick up the button. I'm going to give you a proposition. Put it against the mic. Either press it or don't. We don't have to talk about it. I'll I'll bet you because right now it's split five and a half and six. At five and a half, you got to bet. Because oh, uh, think about no fi- think about see. it. To take six, you're going to have to lay one ten. So six six to five and a half is not worth ten cents. So if you really like this, yes. All right. You got to love the big though. He's not afraid to take a, or to bet. Let's say that. Absolutely. If I could throw a team total in here, can oh, I, yes. can I throw out a like on, because I don't have a derivative on my official paperwork here. Here would be my derivative. I'll take the New York Giants to go over 20 points. And part of my handicap is, you know, even when the Giants get blown out, Eli is remarkably good at picking apart prevent defenses he, late in the game. We see remember when mm. when Dallas was up 20 to 3 and Atlanta. the Giants come right down the field, the same with Atlanta where he gets the late score to make it yep. close even though the game wasn't close. Eli does not give up. I agree. Well, I tell you if that goes over, I don't like my bet. So, <laughs> you better pick one <laughs> or the other. All right, we got the 49ers and the Bucks and uh, actually the Super Contest has this three and a half, right? Let me see. Yep. Boy, Brad, I tell you, I have an open invite. I'm going to give you a proposition, too, but you like the 49ers. Yeah, I do, and this is probably my fifth like oh, here. He's backing off. Of yeah, all right. I'm not afraid. I'm backing <laughs> off. You know, we say turnovers are mainly, uh, I would say, luck. Last eight games for Tampa Bay, minus 25 turnovers. Yeah. But in this case... I mean, do we have maybe a lesser extent of what Deshaun Kaiser was for the Browns last year? Doesn't matter if it's Mariota or Winston. Each guy, every single game is throwing three or four picks. And what happens? It doesn't matter if it's Fitzmagic or Winston. Yes, exactly. I'm with you. And to me, you got a San Francisco team playing with some energy. Mullins has looked good the last couple weeks. They're coming off a bye. I don't trust the Tampa Bay locker room right now. Winston going to be there or not? Dirk Cutter going to be there or not next year? Fitzmagic going to be there? I, I just trust San Francisco in the spot, especially RJ at three and a half. At three, <laughs> three, no bet. <laughs> you know, Brad's a smart, you can, you know, I've been around Brad like over two years. You, what was your uh, GPA in college out of four? Uh, 3.88. He was wow. a smart. He's nice. almost well, as good as yours. Yeah. <laughs> and I was working a full-time job during that. And I, I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, hit me. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> no, I wanted I'm it. I'm setting you up for a compliment. Yeah. He's, he's going to be known like he's the million dollar man or something. <laughs> you know, I got to talk about turnovers because I disagree about the Oh my God, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. In. I'll take the other side of that. Damn. I mean, you need some action anyway, and I'll All give right. it to you. Three and a half. But you know what mind. really makes me wonder here is that is it sustainable? And we talked I'm about this a lot last year at the Atlanta Falcons. Remember Atlanta last year? They just piled up yards and that yet for somehow weren't able to <laughs> score touchdowns in the red zone. And we all kept saying, is this the offensive coordinator? Does he have bad offensive game planning in the red zone? How can they get to the red zone so easily all the time and not score? And eventually they figured it out and it was fine. And it was just a really bad run. Tampa Bay was scoring unbelievable amounts of points early in the season. Suddenly, the last three games, they're racking up 400 plus yards a game, but not scoring the the applicable amount of points. And we're all going, ooh, it's got to be turnovers. It's got to be Dirk Cutter. Maybe they're just playing like crap in the red zone and things aren't breaking their way the last three games. But what they have done is move the football consistently in those three games. I think they're going to move the football again in good weather down in Florida, and I'm going to go ahead and lay the points. You know, we've never contemplated this. 
Brad has the pick. Maddie presses the button. Can I press the button on Maddie? I think, we haven't. Be, we haven't done that. But before. I think we should because then it will be like a like a go game or something. Like we're going at different. <laughs> I mean, think about why you, you're like scared. I've never seen you back off a of bet before. No, because we're, the whole idea is you're, you're fading someone that likes something. And, and but but he's liking it. He's saying he likes it. Well, I'm well, fading the does, like. Like yeah, I'm trying fading. to get some action okay, on the right. show. But we could give him a choice. Okay. But, but, but you know, I want to bust Brad's balls here because I disagree <laughs> with him. Uh, then jump in with me. Let, let me. No, no. Let me get. Let me. Let me make. Let a me make one quick point first, because I think I know why he did this. Because Maddie's always listen. Maddie's a slave to the screen, right? Because he grew up. I mean, that's that's how he grew up, right? Oh, oh my God, that book just moved to half a point. Hurry up, move it, move it. All right, right now at Pinnacle, and he hates Pinnacle. We know that. I don't think we're supposed to say, it, but he hates him. <laughs> right now at Pinnacle, if you want Tampa Bay. At, uh, or if you want 49ers plus three and a half, like Brad has it, you gotta leave minus 127. It's plus 113. So you're actually, you could get a better price. Well, I guess, yeah, plus 113, you're getting plus 100. You're 13 cents worse than Pinnacle. I know. I'm fine with it. By the, by the way, at Pinnacle, I believe if you sell the half point, which is an option available, they give you more than 20 cents. So a little basic strategy. If you're willing to risk a game landing on that three, oftentimes selling the half point at Pinnacle is a good play. How many cents do they give you? I think it's like 22 cents. <laughs> so <laughs> that's better mathematically. Fez. I'm sorry. So you like the game. Yes. Well, I want to talk about the turnovers here. So, so Tampa Bay, you guys nailed it. All they do is turn the ball over year to date. They're minus 23 in turnovers. And I heard, um, you know, Tampa Bay being compared to Kaiser and it's a valid based upon the data. Some but, of that is true, but I don't, it absolutely, but it's, I do not believe it's predictive. Winston has been a capable quarterback in the past, but he has turned the ball over a lot more in his career than Fitzpatrick. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So if you're having trouble with turnovers, he's not the answer. Absolutely. But here's why they, they shouldn't back us off betting Tampa Bay right now. If anyone's wants to go ahead and bet me, I'd be more than happy to take Tampa Bay. Who's going to have more turnovers in the game at pick them. I will bet San Francisco will have more turnovers than Tampa pick them. You wow. got to jump in. If you like San Fran, you got to jump. Yeah, in I'll that. take that bet. I don't have a button. Push it. I beat him last year in the turnover bet. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah. All right. So if it's even, it's a push. And if we're, so whoever wins a turnover bet wins it. Wins it. Yeah, it's fair. And RJ, the team that wins the turnover battle, what percentage of the time? Seventy-seven percent. They yeah. cover this. Who's spread. favored to win this game? Well, I'm rooting for Fez, obviously, because oh, otherwise I lose my point. bet. If Wit famous James yeah, throws five picks, I don't picks. jump in. It was so funny there the way you were like, Brad, you got to bet that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like we all want Brad to go down. We don't like that he's up right now. Let's be kidding. He is. He's just up more than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So when the okay, so you're saying Tampa's going to win more often, so they're going to win the turn. I wonder though, is that correlated or is that what's the old causal or not? Hmm. It, it, it is causal because if Tampa Bay is. Ahead in the fourth quarter, and they're minus one in turnovers. They'll probably get one against a desperate San Francisco Mullins team. This is funny. We're getting 13 cents. Brad's getting 13 cents from Pinnacle. I want to then try to bet with Brad, with Brad against Maddie. But I actually like Tampa. A three, I would, a three flat, I love Tampa here. And obviously, it's not three flat. So, but here's why. Last thing on the game. We talked about NFL teams that are minus four in turnovers only cover 4% of the time. Tampa Bay's been that twice in the last month. 
they're one zero and one. So only four percent of the time you don't. Well, I guess we just have the ties out of that math. But the idea that you, the odds fez of if we say twenty five to one, and again it wouldn't be right because of the tie. If it was just one more half point, it'd be two and zero. Six hundred twenty five to one. Yeah, I mean this team has to be a lot better than their record if they're able to overcome minus four minus four and have one ATS winner and one. Push. And, and you got to feel a little bit comfortable laying big points with this team, knowing that at any given half, they could put up 35 and a half. They have that kind of offense. Winston to me is really great, though. I, I mean, I know you guys probably disagree. There's so much drama with that contract. You know, if he, he gets- throws more, but I think he's a more, I also think he's a better downfield passer. He just throws more interceptions. I'm the Waffle House on this one. I've had both quarterbacks being better at multiple times during the year. Are you guys familiar with the injury thing with him? If he gets hurt, mm, they yes. guarantee his 50 year a 20 million. If he doesn't get hurt, they're probably not going to. But resign. they're starting him this week. That's what I'm saying. In, in his mind, do you think he's staying? I mean, who's going to sign him for 20 million next year? Nobody. Nobody. So is he? Isn't that on his mind? I hope not. That feels like well, a little philosophical. Is, I mean, listen. I I mean, this is this is one of Maddie's theme songs. Ferrari and Jaguar switching four lanes on the top down, screaming out, "Money ain't a thing." Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window crack, holler back, "Money ain't a thing." Jigga, I don't like it if it don't gleam, gleam in the hell with the price, but the money ain't a thing. Down hard for my dogs that's locked in the bing. When you hit the bricks, new whips, money ain't a thing. But twenty million. Winston under for rush yard may not be a bad <laughs> yeah. luck, no, right? I'm thinking Winston over. Why would he run the ball? Because he, he wants. In, oh, I'm saying yes, he wants over. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like you talk about that. Is, no, that, that is a demented prop. Right <laughs> I know because I feel like in his mind he still feels like he could be a star quarterback. This was the number one you don't overall think he's that dumb, pick in the draft. <laughs> I mean, a star. He's had four years in Tampa. <laughs> Sometimes you know, but Cutter was his handpicked guy. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. Matt or or Brad was right about that. There's a lot of internal drama. All right, a lot of action there, though. I love it. That's uh, how it always is. The games nobody cared about always have five. Bets. We get bored. Yeah, we get wow. bored. A lot of action. A lot of action. Should have played those kings, Mikey. Should have played those kings. God, what, I mean, I'm. I, am I down to Brad's best? But what else is left here? We haven't done Seattle. Okay, here we go. Pan- oh, we might have a bet here. Panthers, Seahawks. <sighs> Come on, Brad. You like Carolina? I do like Carolina. How- Explain to me how you like Carolina. Did you hear me liking Carolina? I just like the home away splits for Carolina. I think I tell you, he's pretty good at the NFL. Yeah, I mean, this is a Carolina team. Number one, must win for Carolina. Off back-to-back road losses for the Panthers, but at home, dominant this year. 5-0 and straight up, 4-1 and against the number. And that's that offense that is so much more efficient at home, averaging nearly two touchdowns more per game at home than on the road. And obviously, it's the dreaded 10 a.m. start tone start time for a West Coast team. And RJ has the sharper handicap talking about matchups as far as rushing. Uh, I, I just like Carolina here. And we did that on Straight Out of Vegas. Yep. You had your picks in before that, so give you credit. Yep. Uh, I like Carolina too. Now, listen, it's back where I hate laying three and a half, which it is in the contest when it's flat, three and a half flat, right? Or even money right now. But, oh, by the way, backing up one second. Hey, control room, do me a favor. I'm going to say something, but I want to close up on Maddie to see if we can sense this worries him at all. So give me a thumbs up when you're ready. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're listening to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Now back to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. All right. The Super Contest guys are really famous for trying to make that contest harder by, okay, it's three and a half. It's between three, three and a half. What's the sharp side? They're talking a lot of sharps, obviously, sure. early money. You, you were seeing even more sharp action behind the counter at CG. Why in the heck is Philly six? You just checked it before you made that bet. Two-thirds of the world right now, and all of the sharp books are five and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've got maybe uh, a couple of the square books in Vegas at six. Every other time, if I would have asked you, if you look at the screen right now, where's the Giants, where's Philly, what do you think that line's going to be? What would you have said? Five and a half. Don't we always acknowledge, though, this year that it's not the same focus by the same guys on the Super Contest? It's because been they started dastardly this year. They've been on the right side of, like, every move. It might all, feel dastardly, but it's not with the same It's approach. altogether possible it's Thanksgiving week and the A-team is on vacation already. Then why are they, 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 they screw, on every other game we were hoping for a line, did we get one of them? None. But this is the line they got wrong. Maddie, mm. you're uh huh mm. uh huh. We'll see. For, look, he's trying to Westgate. Give us, <laughs> the sharpest book in the country. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Go but, on. You know, as far as this early start time, and I don't have any data on this as well, but I can tell you that week one, my I love fading the the team from the West Coast that has to go east because why? Because they're playing all these preseason games at night, and now they got to wake up. Get me some coffee at 10 a.m. Well, Seattle's last game was the night game against Green Bay. So some people are going to say, oh, Seattle's got 10 extra days. Rest. Yeah, Seattle's got 10 days. But I'm a huge believer in routine. You, If you made me do this podcast at 8 in the morning, can you imagine the debacle that would be for me, RJ? <laughs> have to I, I hate you. that so much that I'm taking Seattle. Ooh, so you know you're batting against. Because by the time you know they got back in there, they get back in their routine, their normal week to week routine. By the time they fly home Thursday, I promise you by Sunday they can get back into their same routine they would have had. Listen, Fez has a crazy handicap on every game. That's a, you shouldn't. Fake I know. It. I remember the it. cold weather in Green Bay when that line went up to thirteen against Miami. They look cold. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Fez, explain one time because you are aware you just bet 600. I like Carolina <laughs> and Brad likes Carolina. I like Carolina. Now, do you really? Yes, yeah, oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, if he didn't know, let's, if you say to anyone, Brad, you knew, right? Yeah. If you say to me, I mean, I was pointing it at Fez. Exactly. If you, yeah, if you say to me, sir, I am afraid of betting you, I'll let you out of it. I'll, I'll take everybody. <laughs> I'll take all three. I'll take everybody. I like it. You know what's funny though? He's getting the best of it by a dime. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you, I mean, let's not feel bad for him because right now it's three, even, three and a half even money. 
And we're laying three and a half. And I really like the point <laughs> differential. We talk about Seattle as a five a five and five team, but they have a plus 30 point differential on the season. Played the Rams uh, tough twice. Whipped the cupcake teams that they were supposed to whip. Uh, you know, look, look, we all acknowledge in this room that Seattle reinvented themselves halfway through the season and they're now a running team. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game to me. RJ, you want to talk about that Seattle rushing attack? Yeah, I will. But you know what this reminds me of? The whole betting on this is being driven by trying to pick off Brad. I have more bets this week. I don't even on. I don't even like any of the game. You know, Good luck. You know what's funny? I'm actually starting to think Brad's reminding me of Mackie right now. Like he's he's thinking and he's he's kind of. I've been in more in a few poker games at the Sun Coast. There was a game for a long time. It was two five ten. So it was even more in and. There was like they were building the game around two guys because everyone else were like 10, 20 Bellagio guys. So they were going down because there was two business guys that were just there. every. It was Monday night football and we'd play from, you know, kickoff till like two in the morning. Right. And I, I had my biggest win ever. I won like 7K one night there, which, uh, you know, nice win and in a two in a. 510 game, right? I'm not going to say I'm the mark in this game, but Hollis kept inviting me, imploring oh, me. Well, Hollis was running at the old Rain, Wayne Root guy. Yeah, yeah, to come on over and yeah, play yeah. with Alan Boston and and um, Jamie yeah. Gold and, and all the other guys. Yeah, so there was business guys there, and I was playing for about a year, and I was by, like, I, I was probably the worst player other than the two guys, but I was able to stay away from those guys, so I was winning, right? Even though I was the seventh best player at a nine-player table because these were real pros but they were trying they knew who i you know i was a guy they knew the name and you know people would oh that's that rj bell they were trying to pick me off like crazy and i i was playing rock solid but they're trying to play games with me and they you know you can't beat the cards right i'm yeah so what happens so brad's in that position right now exactly so what we're doing is we're raising to isolate brad so we can play heads up against him figuring (laughs) we take the worst of the pre-flop and and then we'll just outplay him i don't know man it seems like it's just me you guys are talking about (laughs) we it seems like it's me but last question you got 900 on this that's not a big bet for you but are you going to be more focused? You do not want to come in paying out 900 next week, do you? No. Of I mean, not. like more than even if you had a, what would you rather do? They say an interest, lose 1200 to the bookie or 900 here. 900 here. I don't, I don't want to lose. All those bookies know me. I have to work <laughs> yeah, so them. you hate losing to, to whomever. Yeah. Here's my thinking on this game. First of all, you said the home road split. I mean, two, uh, 27 and six straight up. Carolina, 27 and six, perfect this year. And Seattle is the seventh most reliant team on home field advantage. So if you take the point differential at home the last seven years and on the road, their differential is negative to the road, the seventh most. So obviously we know Seattle is really good at home. But how good are they this year? They lost to the Chargers and the Chargers... It could have went another way at the end, but I mean, the Chargers win that game 65% of the time, the way it played out. Yeah, at least, at least. And then they, in that Green Bay spot, we won lane two and a half with them. It was a, Seattle, it was a home run spot and the line went to three on game day. It was a home run spot. Green Bay, third straight road. I mean, 
It was crazy. If you had Green Bay plus three, you were never sweating. You're like, I'm winning, and if everything goes wrong, I'll push. It went. So I'm wondering if Seattle is as good as we think they are. It went from, oh, they lost all these big names to, oh, Wagner's playing. I don't know how I have 900 on this game because I came in and said I liked Carolina. <laughs> and that's, that's the beauty of this show. I came in, sat down, said I liked Carolina, and now I have 900 on Seattle. Hey, we couldn't do a better commercial. Ship it. Hey, hey we've never quite done it like this. Get Frank, you know how there's certain bars, you probably know this, Brad, where you grew up, where there's the same six girls that go on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. And you start talking yourself into the the ones a little cuter than. Yeah. 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 Maddie's like the, the, the fresh, not the girl, the fresh person coming into the scene. You liven up the show. We're doing, you know, 20 hours a week and stuff. You come in fresh, <laughs> very energizing. Very, Thank you. Ken does that on the college. I think Carolina has lasting matchup advantage here on the run. So both teams want to run. Seattle's really turned their season around when they started running. 273 yards against the Rams, 173 against Green Bay. Carolina's defense is better against the run. DVOA 14th against the run, 24th against the pass. Okay. Carolina wants to run. They're the third best running team in the NFL. Seattle against the run, 20th. And they're sixth against the pass. So I think matchup edge Carolina home field means a ton here. Maddie, you were right. Carolina. Maybe a prop bet bonus McCaffrey um, over rush yards, especially with Cam having gotten banged up last week. He probably will run a little bit less. You like your portfolio, Brad, so far? I do. I'm just writing it down. How'd you know I was writing down my portfolio? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like your your bet with Fez. The turnovers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little if, it, if it's if it's an unusual bet, yeah, stay, that's why I'm worried you're off your game because of that 47. Yeah, that definitely was a mistake. <laughs> you know, it threw me like I, I can't even comment. I I played the shortest touchdown in the Rams game to go under one and a half, and it was the highest scoring game in NFL history. Touchdown! 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 And I did not get a one yard touchdown. I still can't believe it. All right, guys, we got a couple games left, including Essler's with the best bat. Oh, I miss Essler. <laughs> He's going to be here in a couple weeks. Cool. I think even maybe even next week. All right, you know, let's get some action here. I might be fading somebody. Dolphins, Colts. Now, let's be specific here. Based who you, who on, do you think you're going to be fading here? Based on the <laughs> Super Contest, the Colts are seven and a half. Brad, you like the Dolphins at that number. Hmm. Yeah, I do like the Dolphins. I mean, they're fresh off a of bye. They get Tannehill back at quarterback. And I'm starting to think that finally the Colts, after four straight wins, four straight covers, now getting a little overpriced in the marketplace. Yeah, I like the Dolphins here. Good spot for them. Was that your handicap? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> the Colts are off two big-time yeah. wins against division opponents. I agree. If Everything there's one flat spot, it's novel. this one. You know, pursuant to what oh, Brett... Hold on a second. Did you have a big date night last night with the girlfriend? Uh, yeah, I'm on... <laughs> I haven't slept in 36 hours right now. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 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 Women, we can look great. That's bragging. Oh, I mean, oh, that's awesome. But I think he's talking more about handicap. Yeah, I was working. I was working. <laughs> oh, not working the woman. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Seven and a half. 
Why did they put that number out? They didn't. They put out nine and a half and then it moved to seven and a half after yeah. Tannehill got reported as being the quarterback. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is right now, oh, the market is seven and a half. So what's your Tannehill adjustment? Three points for a healthy Tannehill because Osweiler, frankly, has not been playing well the last few games. But RJ, I don't think he's close to 100%. He says he still has pain in his shoulder. And think about this. The Dolphins, incredibly, have won five games this year. In the AFC, they're still competitive, they believe, for a wild card. I think they're rushing Tannehill back here, and I don't expect he'll be close to 100%. Boy, this is square, though, the Colts. It's eight and a half at Caesars, eight and a half at MGM, eight and a half at Stations, and seven and a half at the Sharp Books. Mm. What do you like? Best? I'm passing the game, but pursuant to what oh. Brad was saying with the um, the scheduling spot, it is a double, how do I put this, a double sandwich division game for Indianapolis. Let me explain. Wait, this is, by the way, this is Indy's third straight road or home game. They, so they, this is some horrible spot. They had to play two divisional games just before this game. Finn, let me finish. And they got two divisional games after this game. What's in between in the middle here? They're a big favorite against Miami. That's not a good spot. Yeah, except when your divisional opponents suck. I mean, how... I mean, they didn't suck. They're only laying two and a half to three in those first two games. And they needed both games like blood. They're three and five. They needed those games. And they only really beat Jacks by three. Do you think the Colts are going to be flat here with a new coat? I don't know. The logical flat spot, yeah. So I've never heard this. Division, division, non-division, division, division. That third game. Especially got, non-division is a big chalk. You've yeah. got history on that. Okay, I'm going to look that up as, as we're talking. I, Go ahead, Maddie. What do you, what do you think? I I lean Miami here too. I was actually, if you would have jumped on Brad, I was going to jump on you and give you some more action. <laughs> but <it's> a, <laughs> try that move. Uh, All right, I'll look this up later. I'm not. But yeah, I mean, I think it's such a good spot. I mean, I don't love Miami, but I like the spot. I like the energy that a Tannehill can bring. Not even just his 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 upgrade on the actual field to play itself, but the energy that it might bring to the team, saying, "Hey, we're trying to win. We're trying to get to the playoffs. We know we're." right there. I actually expect that Miami's going to give a good effort. I'm going to stay away, but this is pretty amazing about Andrew Luck because I think the narrative is, oh, he's kind of back. You know, he was good before. He's good now, but he he's not the next John Elway, right? Remember best QBR season ever was Tom Brady in 2007, the undefeated regular season. He had an 87 QBR. So his average game was better than 87% of quarterbacks. Pretty good. Andrew Luck, the last four games, has been better than 87 in every game. Now, it's four games versus a season, but in the last four games... And one of those was the Bills, and one of them... I mean, there were some duds in there. The Bills that just crushed... The, the Bills are a dud. <laughs> the Bills have beat the Vikings? The Bills are still number 32 in everybody's power ratings. No, uh, against the Raiders? I think the Bills... I'll push the button on that. <laughs> Well, I mean, we the can't. Who's worse, the Bills or the Raiders? The Bills in Arizona are like 30 31, yeah. and then in Oakland. Well, is the what worst. would the line between the Bills and the Raiders be on a neutral, on your power rankings? Bills minus one and a half. All right. I'd still want the Bills there, I think. Remember, the Bills. They beat the Vikings. According to Football Outsiders, whoo, the Bills are the number two defense in the that, NFL. That's what I'm so, 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 in, wow. so, the luck having a three touchdown effective game actually is impressive. So what I'm saying is, is this is luck? I mean, Vaz, you finally had a try, a stat. You've said this like seven times. Andrew Luck had 214 straight pass attempts without a sack. That's the most from anyone since 1991. But you mentioned something about a late injury. 
Yeah, so the, uh, the, set, the center is out for the Colts, and what's more troubling is they had another center that got injured a month ago, so I have not had time yet to research, but it looks like their third-string center. They'll probably have to move a guard over to play. Okay, next game, Cardinals, Chargers. What do we got? Lean, lean. Uh, this is a boring game. Let's go through it fast. Matty, you can start. Not a whole lot here for me. I don't like laying a lot of points with the Chargers, but, you know, this Arizona team is really hard for me to figure out. I I think that they're trying to let Josh Rosen try some things out in this offense, and yet some of the veterans still want the ball like David Johnson. So I I don't know what to make of this game. I I don't want any part of Arizona in that no-scoring offense, but I also don't want to lay big points to Arizona because they just don't cover those numbers. So I'm going to pass. Yeah, back to DVOA, Arizona 31st best offense, fifth best defense. So we got two of the worst teams in the NFL with top five. Shows you defense doesn't mean as much. Fez, we talked about it on Straight Out of Vegas the top six teams in your power rankings, top six offenses in the NFL. Yeah, so if you need a really good offense to be an elite team. And the second best defense, number 31. <laughs> the fifth best defense, number 30. Huh, I wonder if defense wins championships. Brad. Yeah, some numbers on that Arizona defense, and maybe you accuse me of data mining here, but if you just take out the Denver game as a short week, Rosen was a turnover machine, giving up a couple pick sixes in that one. Arizona's defense, last seven games, allowing just 21 points per game. Tough to get margin on that, and even the Chiefs were held to season lows by this Arizona defense, just 26 points. I don't think the Chargers can get enough margin here. I lean with Arizona. You know, I lean with the Chargers, and I think it's all about, we talked about a big favorite, how motivated are they? If they had beaten Denver, I think I'd be leaning to Arizona. But the fact that they gave that that game away, despite dominating the stats, outgaining Denver for 150 yards, I think when you lose as a large favorite, fairly large favorite, and then you become an even bigger favorite, it becomes circle the wagons, let's take care of business this week. Yeah, but one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I don't think you can guess what the Chargers' motivation is going to be. In that home field, in a bad game, how many people are going to be there? Is that going to be demoral? Is there going to be a demoralizing effect from that crowd? You know, that's a great point because normally that stadium at least gets filled up with the opposing team's fans with, um, it, the difficulty of booking a hotel room in LA and Arizona fans, hey, they don't fill up their own stadium some some of the time. Might be a lot of good seats available at StubHub Center. Speaking of LA, Brad, you're going to the USC Notre Dame game? I am. You're going to take a few pictures, put them on Twitter? Absolutely. At Brad Power 7. You're just heading to town with no, you're like a hobo, like no, uh, you got tickets to the game, but no hotel. Yeah, I'll decide whether I want to stay there, or drive back home, little pen. Are you going with the gal? Yeah. So you're living on love? Yep. <laughs> I might be able to help you there on that trip. I know a lot of people for tickets and... Oh, I got board. tickets. I'm oh, good. you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he doesn't need your help. All right, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. He's, he's Brad effing Powell. <laughs> you guys have helped me enough on this podcast. Yeah. You, help pay, you help pay for those tickets. Oh, <laughs> uh, he is. I tell you, he's tough to like, Brad. He should be staying at the, he should be staying at the montage down in Dana Point based upon how, what he's done to us. Let me be, let's be honest, Brad. How old are you? 35. Youngest guy in the room. So between the last 20 years from you were 15, how many people have said, Brad, you're hard to like? Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, at least over <laughs> over once a week. <laughs> <laughs> once a week, I get it. Hey, but he's himself. See, people yeah. love authenticity. You, you're like, I hope to God he's not hiding anything because what he's putting out there. 93% of people in surveys truthful, truthfully believe when they answer works well with others when they check yes. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, we got Monday night. We got Sunday night. We got an uh, Esler's best bet. Oh my gosh, Esler and Brad's on the same game. Mm. Boy, I'm hoping they're on opposite. I'm going to give them more action. Yeah, I'm sure. hoping they're on opposite sides. We got one and one only commercial break. Simply Save. If you've been thinking about getting Simply Save home security system, but you've been waiting for the holidays when all the tech deals come out, you've made a smart move because right now, I can get you a great deal on Simply Safe. Just go to simplysafe.com slash dream. It's that simple. Simplysafe.com slash D R E A M. That's in the URL. You'll get 25% off any new system. That's an amazing deal. They rarely do anything like this, but they're doing it exclusively for the dream preview. Great protection for your home and family, Simply Safe is. They don't make you sign a contract. There's no hidden fees. They're getting great reviews by CNET, PC Mag, Wirecutter. They all say Simply Safe is the best security system there is. So if you're looking for a security system and want a great deal, go to simplysafe.com slash dream, save 25%. Make sure to use that URL because not only does it get you the deal, it helps out the dream preview, simplysafe.com slash dream. This is what we call a free roll. Why? Because if you like it, you benefit for a long time. If you don't like it, you can cancel at any time. Simplysafe.com slash dream. Hurry up. This deal ends November 26th. And then there's Pluto TV, the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. It's easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all your favorite devices today, including, get ready, your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Heading down the home stretch. What a show, guys. Thanksgiving week. We got some grinders here, Maddie. Special thanks. This guy's building a business. He's not a businessman. He's a business man. 10-second free commercial. 300 plus thousand listeners. Almost 400. Uh, yeah. 10 seconds though. All right. U.S. integrity. Essentially what we do is pull in data from uh, real time betting data from sports books, build customizable dashboards to enable, uh, both leagues, conferences and sports books to have, uh, you know, reports at the, uh, instant of their, you know, basically at the, I don't even know, 10 seconds. Well, uh, let's say this, all you got to do and how many all joking aside you've had, and I don't know why Maddie gets more of this than me, but I don't really check my email. So it could be, <laughs> it's like, I've sent you seven emails. I was like, really? But you got like people from major league teams sure. offering you luxury box. Like 
I hear you on the the, the email saying, get this to Matt Holt. It's like, come on. He goes to like support a pregame, which I don't see, but they're forwarded to me to forward to him. He, you must come off intelligent. We've had some unbelievable successes with professional and collegiate sports leagues and teams, and I'm so thankful. And a lot of it is the surrounding cast of my team at U.S. Integrity. Oh, I work so he, he read the guys. book on how to, yeah, he read the book. Now, listen, <laughs> <laughs> all joking aside, no one can listen to this pod without knowing from, obviously, you're sharp at betting, but you understand the other side of the counter. Sure. And, and that, let's be candid. Most, and I know you can't say anything, Fez, I'll say it to you. Most bookies aren't real smart. I have no comment. <laughs> oh, my God. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> and the fact that you approach it in a modern way, Maddie, to me, that's even free. I mean, there are some smart bookies, not so smart. They think, that, let's just say this. They're not near as smart as they think they are. We should say, but they're smart enough to know the, that VIG is the key, I guess. Maybe they're. Smart like the uh, hedgehog, as they say. But they're all in the, all, I mean, the guys in Vegas, so many looking backwards. If you could ask, like if I asked you, you could snap your fingers and things are like it was 20 years ago. If you ask most sportsbook oh, guys. Oh, they would want it. In fact, some of them went on. I don't want to say they're, I should not do this segment, but I'm going to. There's a couple of them in town that actually are on the record saying that they want it to be status quo and it just makes well why wouldn't you be if you could have it you'd want it because they're making hundreds of thousands and sitting you know you were making and you know great money but you were always looking to the future younger and i think i I used to tell guys all the time that came into my space that always said they want to be an odds maker and i said the challenge is simple i said forget about what every other book sports book operator in town does pretend you, you can't throw anybody out and you have to take bets the challenge is simple make odds on every game you can't skip any take on the best betters in the world and make money if you do it you're an odds maker thanks (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh I'm excited about the industry. I'm excited about what you're doing and and you'll keep us updated. And when we get to the off season and and you got a little, I know you're super busy. We'll do a little 90 minute stay of the industry because we got a good response from that last year. I mean, we work with regulators and uh, a lot of government officials, a lot of state people. It's an exciting time to be in the space. Three games left. Best bats. Esler, the whole thing. Packers, Vikings. Right now it's three. Is it three? Oh, wow. I'm looking at different sheets. Three and a half on the sheet we got. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. Fez, you're passing. Brad, you got to lean. We'll let you start. Yeah, I'm leaning on Minnesota here. Uh, Oh, I thought for sure you were Green Bay. No, leaning leaning Minnesota. We can get RJ then. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you look at the Packers. I mean, uh, traditionally, you go back last 10 years, an average road team at best, if not worse than that. But just lately... Seven straight losses on the road, only one cover. And look at the spot here. Four road games in five weeks at the Rams, at the Pats, at the Seahawks, at the Vikings here. Flip side, Minnesota, one of the best home but, field but advantages. But they're off a bye, right? Or ten, that, 10 days. Yeah, yeah 10, 10 days. Yeah. But, I mean, on the flip side, Minnesota, off a loss in division, now at home in a home run spot here, lean on Minnesota. You know, Fez, I think we might look back and say we were so square here. We love the Vikings saying they were better than the Bears, right? Now, what's the Bears and the, even last week, what, what did you have with the Bears and the Packers? You had to have the Bears better, right? Yes. 
So now we're saying the Vikings. Oh, you know, no, no, I did not. I had the Packers better last week. And now you flipped it. I did. Okay, so. Oh, I'm all over the place. I had the Bears a half point better last week. I stand corrected. All right, so just let's say one last <laughs> Last week. <laughs> last week I had the Bears better than the Packers. And this week I have the Bears significantly better than the Packers. Okay, so. Right now, we got Minnesota that needs a win even more. We know Minnesota at home is one of the sneaky home fields. If we liked Minnesota last week plus two and a half, don't we have to like them minus three and a half here? I think we do. And But we got snake bet. Right? We feel stupid for betting the Vikings. And we can't just, be results orientated, though, if you like the process. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the process so, was wrong, though. We were watching the game and we're like, and, and RJ, you, you were so close to texting me at halftime. Fez, what were you thinking? Nah, and he said, ah, better, better not to I send never it, right? Do that. I like you them do too. never do that. You I, never do I that. I like them too. I did. Now, if you guys make fun of me for picking it's winning and we still bid, I'll, I might rub that one in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You had that one the whole way. Who do you like here? I think this might be one of our picks. I like the Vikings as well. Yeah. I mean, look at the numbers in this Vikings. 36, 16, and 2. Last 54 games at home against the spread. 47, 23. ATS last 70 overall. This is a team that covers under Zimmer. Uh, 8, 2, and 1. Their last uh, week 12 games. Uh, they get it done this time of year. Year four and one ATS. You say their last 12, five November week, week week twelve and on. Yes. Okay. Uh, four and one ATS last five. They tend to play better this time of year. They tend they're overwhelming, uh, very positive ATS numbers at home. I, I and they are they have overwhelmingly positive ATS numbers against teams yeah you're with right. losing records. Look at this. Colin had this. By the way, every week Colin and I do a segment in which I grade his picks. He's had another great year. And he actually had the Packers. I can't remember which side he had, but I was on the Vikings. And yeah, he had the Packers. He did. Yep. You can, so I gave him a disagreement. You can have uh, get that on my Twitter. Every Sunday, I'll tweet it out from Collins Pod. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas. Since 2014, Zimmer took over, right? The Vikings are 72% against the spread at home. Yep. 26 and 10. Three pushes. The Pats are second. That's best in the NFL. Pats are second, 70%. No other team is better than 57. So number three is 57% at home. The Vikings are 72% at home. And they have that crazy home field turf stat too, where yep. they're uh, 36, 15, and one last 52 on field turf against the spread. Aaron Rodgers is below 500 on the road during the last seven years in his prime. And Mackie did some work on this at my behest. We took, I don't think you've seen this, Maddie. I'll show it to you. We took the home field differential the last seven years. So what was your scoring, you know, plus or minus at home? What was your scoring plus or minus on the road? Did the math. What's the differential between home and road? Were the Vikings the best? Or I mean, have the biggest differential? Green Bay had the worst. Oh, wow. Meaning, oh, 10 and a half points. They, their results they're 10 and a half points worse on the road. Exactly. Wow. Which assumes a five point home field both ways. Mm -hmm. So you may, and that was the worst. It wasn't even close. So you may have the best home field right now against the worst road team. And what does the lame duck coach play into this? McCarthy. Well? I mean, mm, good point. I think motivationally, you know, Zimmer's keeping this team together. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is throwing balls away. Who knows where his head's at? 
I think we got to go Vikings, Fez. I mean, they were talking about McCarthy might maybe not even making it to this game and then firing him after the Seattle game. I, I mean, he's a lame duck coach at this point. Just hate laying three and a half. Oh, I hate laying three and a half. See, to me, that's square. I it's agree. Like, I agree that that is a little square. I mean, because... It, because that's where it's going to close. It's not closing three. Well, the reason I hate laying three and a half is that the only way I can make a selection at minus three and a half is I got to truly feel that the line has should be five and a half or higher. And I think I think home field for Minnesota is what? Three and a half. Huh? Okay. And But how do you adjust for Green Bay? So you're saying that rotating? these guys are a pick em? These teams aren't a pick em right now. They're not. Right? So how much better do you have Minnesota? One sec. I've got Minnesota rated three points better than average team, and I got Green Bay two and a half better. So only a half point difference. Well, I tell you this. If Green Bay plays their best, to me, this is all about motivation. If Green Bay plays their best game and Minnesota does, I think the line's right. But we got a coin flip there. I think there's at least a 50% chance Green Bay isn't is flat. And then we've got a nice bat. Yeah. So I think it's one of those half the time we're a coin flip. Half the time. Reroll. Right? Yeah. Now, let me ask you. Here's my point about the square side. They make the line three and a half. I mean, let's think about the logic here. They're making the line three and a half saying, we don't want you to play the fate. We want people to take the dog, right? I've always been a believer. I like taking two and a half because a lot of people are not betting it. Oh, if it was only three, I could bet it. And right now they're not laying it. I think this is like a resistance for it to go up. This line could run. to. You rarely see lines run from three and a half. Uh, you see four and a halves go to six all the time, right? Do you ever notice why? And Matty, you know this better than all of us combined. Would you agree if I said a line's three and a half, what's the odds of it going to five? So it's only up one and a half through no key numbers. Mm-hmm. Or if the line's four and a half, what's the odds of it going to six, which is one and a half? Wouldn't you agree the four and a half goes to six so much more? Yes. And is that because people aren't betting minutes, the three and a half wishing they could get three? Correct. And then when it gets away from them, they don't, they, then they're not going to play it at four. And I'll tell you this people, because it doesn't, it's not a uh, sharp teaser. So, the, you know, us four in this room don't necessarily think about what'll be the most popular teaser this week. Green Bay Packers, because it's Sunday night football and because it's three and a half, people doing the six and six and a half point teasers, Green Bay will be either first or second in terms of most used teams on teasers this week. Hmm. I'm going to disagree with that. I'm telling you from someone who's behind the book. I'm not looking at him. Sharp. I want to see who counts the, tickets. I got to see those tickets. Because first of all, the Sunday night football Wait, teams are always. I mean, this guy, she how, many, tease a three how many billions? How many billions of dollars have I you bought? I have no idea. I have no idea the, how many tickets are involved the Sunday tease night a game. Three and a half to a nine and a half. That's but, crazy. The Sunday people, night factor is half, so uh, overwhelming. Fair enough. Fair people enough. are buying four, four and a half to five. So a big part you of this. can't. <laughs> I mean, right? Those are some of our. Um, I, I'd be willing to bet you this right now that. At least out of 17 weeks, at least 13 of them, one of the two Sunday night teams is in the top. All right. So it's for the Sunday night. That's a great. I said that. I said that in my point. I wasn't listening to you. Smart guy. Get get off the white there. Oh, sorry. The light. You need the light, buddy. (laughs) There's that differential. All right. All right. Good. Good handicap there. I think. But I tell you, we got somewhere because we talked that through that we wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, I mean, that could easily be our fourth or fifth pick now this week. And it doesn't really matter which one. They all count the same, right? That's right. May I add one more thought to this one? Absolutely. Every now and then a nasty bookmaker says, you know what? I'm just going to play with the vegan. I'm going to put minus three, minus $1.35 on the Vikings just because I can. And one 
I never would advocate typically teasing through a zero, but I have at times with a really sky high vig like this done a six and a half point teaser and taken a team like the Vikings from minus three to plus three and a half because you don't get penalized for the vig that they deal on the on the side when you turn it into a You know what's teaser. funny? Your buddy Tony George did a video with us like seven years I'm talking to Maddie seven years ago and he was recommending teasing from three to three. I think it was. You need the three and a half. And there was like this this firestorm of like <laughs> you can't T zero. And then he's saying though, but you're getting to the key nut, you know, so that's interesting. Key key, yeah. You can value. tease from minus three and a half essentially to plus three and a half, especially if you're only paying so for now, a six is and that, half point teaser. So three and a half to three and a half, a six and a half point teaser. So what 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 do you what's the best six and a half point teaser lay you can get? The very best minus a dollar minus a dollar twenty is the best. Six Who's and a dollar twenty. Yeah. Where, where are you getting six and a half at a dollar twenty? I'll tell you off on. Damn. <laughs> no wonder this guy has a mansion yeah. and a yacht. <laughs> I mean, he does have twenty nine. And then when we talk about the books that actually pay you when you win your bets, no, no, it's a dollar thirty five. Fez is getting get paid. paid. Yeah. Fez is. Listen, there's a. I'm reason. sure he is. There's a reason. I'm driving. I am Elma J. Foot, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Fez. I mean, this guy who who in the right? He's like one of these NBA guys that can have three straight turnovers, <laughs> then hit a half court shot. <laughs> like he's telling Matty Holt about about influx of square money on Saturday Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, and then he hits us with one of those. I love. That's why I love him. Monday night football. We don't really have much here, do we? I mean, I, Mariota. What's his value? A healthy Mariota is worth four points versus the much despised Blaine Gabbert. But as we saw early in the year, when Gabbert got hurt after Mariota got hurt and Mariota got forced back and had to play with his injured elbow, he really wasn't much better. So that four-point differential assumes a healthy Mariota, which I don't think we're going to see the rest of the year. Brad, you notice he called him by three different names? Yeah, Mariota, Mariota. Yeah, it's Mar, Mar. Like <laughs> Mar, Mar's Mar. Yeah. The first name goes as follows. L A K S. H M A N A N and the last name is S A T S and Thomas H Y A V A G I S W A R A N. You know it's demented. I was listening to an old Howard Stern and they had that clip. It was from the OJ Simpson trial. That was one of the coroners. I went back and spent two hours like on a Saturday. Trying to pronounce it? No, finding the clip and pulling it. So we now have it. Oh, nice. (laughs) Brad, that was about the hardest you've had. That's funny. I'm looking that up. (laughs) All right. So let's just say the quarterback for the time. Remember like a Tecmo QB1? <laughs> the, the LSU coach Orgeron, I can't pronounce either. So how many points? I, I couldn't concentrate. Four there. points for a healthy, healthy Mariota. Four points. I was interested that the Super Contest put this out at six and a half. I mean, that tells you they they think what would this line be if 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 the quarterback for Tennessee was healthy? Uh, four and a half. Oh, so you think the six and a half is accounting for his injury? Yeah, yes. I think it's a halfway because I think if he's out at seven and I think if he would have been in, it's four and a half. Yeah. 
So the, I actually think there's a little value in Tennessee at six and a half. Because if if he does end up playing, then um, this is a good game. Vrabel's going to have him ready. They have this long history. They've never beaten Andrew Luck, the Tennessee Titans, and 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 then that continued last week, and they got embarrassed, but they sure did look good whipping the Cowboys and whipping the Patriots in the two weeks before it. And I think we all agree that Vrabel's a pretty good coach. Um, so remember, maybe I, even the better coach in this matchup. Better than oh, O'Brien. I would say for sure. Yeah. Way to go out on a limb on that. <laughs> well, but, but remember, O'Brien had a lot of the quarterback whisperer stuff. He had a lot yeah, of respect, true. and it's kind of dissipated. Right. Here's what I'm going to say. I actually, boy, come Saturday. I mean, we're going to wait till Saturday morning, but unless it sounds bad, what we're saying is we're giving, obviously it's a key number. We're giving up 10 cents if he doesn't play. Yeah. And we're gaining, it sounds like more than that at six and a half. If he does. If he does. So if we think it's even 50-50, we got it because I like it. Here's why, Fez. You've been saying it. The Texans are the most overrated team in, on the record in the NFL, right? Do you agree with that, still? Yeah, seven game wins. Well, the Redskins are the most overrated, but yeah, the, the Texans are. Oh, let's just say, yeah, all right, Washington or them. Yes, Houston started zero three. Then they won coin flips against the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Bills. True coin flips. That actually, your point is. They actually were less than 50% in some of those spots. Yes. they Dallas and India in particular just gave away those games in overtime. Yes. Okay. Now they dominated the Jags. We had that bet. Remember, they won by 13. I won't forget. Yes. For a while. But what is that? In hindsight, nice. I mean, it's a win in the NFL, but less impressive than we remember. The Jags were like five-point favorites in that game, right? Four and a half. Then they had Miami at home on a Thursday. Miami had just played two home games in the Heat. Hey, listen, they win, but it's not coin flip over Denver. Denver was, what, 67% late in that game? Yeah, it wasn't even a coin flip. The whole game, Denver was seemingly was 67%. Coin flip over the a decimated skins team. Yep. And remember that road favor that we've been talking about? Yep. Off a of bye? They lost. They were losing in that spot they against the, the skins. Third, they were the 28% or so. And cover. At what point in the game did Alex Smith get hurt? It was late. It was, it, I, I think, McCoy. Um, the so they're five up, and zero yeah. on coin flips. Five and zero, they could easily, probably more easily, be two and eight than seven and three. Yes, because th- I think in those coin flips, they they were on the worst side of it more than they were on the best side of it. Now we are data mining a little bit because they were unlucky to start uh, on. That's what I was going to say. Were they? Because they yes. lo- remember they lost to the Patriots and it wasn't close. Yeah. If they if lost by seven, it, but, but I had we had Houston in that game scored on the it, final. But play. the field goal lost to Tennessee was a total coin flip. Okay, and, and maybe even a better one because they ended up. And what was like the other? What was the other start? I I just got on three on my note. It was to the Giants. Yeah, but they lost on the road pretty convincingly, right? They lost by five. But I'm I'm saying, remember that game. All right, fair enough. But what I'm saying is, even if they were, you know, five and five right now, what would the line be in this? Uh, so, and I think everyone's reacting to the the Titans off last week. One, we think the Colts are good, or at least I do. Number two. After that New England game, remember we had the Colts on the Super Contest. After that New England game, what were they all the Titans players saying? Belichick, we got his. There was those castoffs that made that game so emotional. Yeah, Deion Lewis and company. Yeah, that they were flat. I think uh, it's. I think it's under consideration, right? Plus six and a half. I, agree. You know, I just don't trust Mario to playing when he's banged up with that. He was so bad when he got rushed back. It worries me. I just wonder, even with 
I tell you, would you take seven with the backup? Yeah. Well, they beat Houston yeah. already this year with the backup. Yes, but that but, was a little bit phony. But but hold on, we just said the three coin flips at the beginning, yeah. or or right. three zero oh, and three at the beginning. And by the way, the total's forty one and a half. Yeah, and we're getting six and a half. I mean, this is supposed to be a low scoring game, regardless. I mean, it's one side if we're going to play it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. only Tennessee. All right, and I think there's some stuff to like there. I tell you this: this week has been the best where. I feel like we've changed our opinions just talking, which is what this is supposed to be. Because when I've listened to pods, I've always would love people to hash it out. And I changed my opinion for no reason on a game. <laughs> I just la- to have action against everybody. We got one more, and this is Brad's best bet. Oh, I thought we were done. One more. I'm definitely firing here. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Esler is on the same side as Brad. Oh, here we go. So, and for those that haven't listened closely, Matt tries to hide it, but Dave Esler's his nemesis. Oh, I love Dave. He's coming. He's coming to Florida. He's coming from Florida to, with a pocket of money. He said, "Jags Bills." Unfortunately, we've got. Oh, you know something? This is the worst of a line, too. We're getting only three here with the Bills. Three and a halves have been out there. Best bet. Oh wait, we can't do the. I, we haven't. We got so excited, we forgot. Go, Brad, go. Yeah, best bet on the Bills here, plus the three. A uh, variety of factors. I like the Bills here. Just a situation. Buffalo coming in off a bye. A little excited what happened before the bye. They had their most impressive performance of the season outside the Minnesota game. They blow out the Jets. Meanwhile, on the flip side, Jacksonville went all in against the Colts, came up short, went all in against the Steelers, came up short late in that one. Now you're traveling to the cold of Buffalo in late November. That's not going to be a good look for the Jags. And I think something that's not getting discussed, playoff revenge. It's been a moneymaker big time this year. Jacksonville over New England, Minnesota over Philadelphia, New Orleans over Minnesota, Tennessee over New England, Pittsburgh over Jacksonville. Obviously, Buffalo lost to Jacksonville last year. I think well, a lot of people Pittsburgh, forget. Pittsburgh over Jacksonville didn't cover. Yeah, it didn't cover, but they still won. Well, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Every other money, one was a cover. <laughs> <laughs> Every other one covered by like 10 you points. Know, Brad, I told you last, and I told you, Fez, guys, we don't want to, even if we think we can slip it by, we're here to find the truth. They actually but, pushed against the closing number at the Sharp Books. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was all thinking Brad knows, and then it's like Brad being Brad. He has to slip that last little. Like, it wasn't convincing enough the way it was. That's true. I shouldn't have mentioned that one. (laughs) Go ahead. But the other ones, I mean, (laughs) covered by double digits, and I still think people forget Doug Marone. He's the head coach at Jacksonville. What did he do a couple years ago? He didn't get fired from Buffalo. He quit on the organization, quit, and went and became an assistant coach at Jacksonville. I think there's still some bad blood up there in Buffalo. I like the Bills here, especially with the number two defense. I like defensive home dogs. It's so funny. The takeaway is going to be Brad's a BSer, but it was such a great handicap. I hadn't heard that Marone thing all week. Had you, Fez? I had not. You know, as as you know, RJ, early in the week. Stop it. Early in the <laughs> week, I did give out this play as my straight out of Vegas early play. and it, Oh, and Brad has it? Se- and several of the... <laughs> I didn't hear that handicap. What do you mean? Oh, that's true. I, I, I specifically mentioned the 40 degrees, the Florida team 
going to New York and RJ rolled his eyes during that one. But I, the Doug Marone stuff is very powerful. All the more reason I like Buffalo even more. Uh, can can we agree that 40 degrees in November is not? <laughs> I, that's what I know. That's what I think. Hey, let's hear what Ashler has to say and then we'll see if uh, Maddie wants to try to crap on it. <laughs> this week's NFL best bet on the heels of a best bet winner last week is the Buffalo <laughs> Bills plus three over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's look at this in reverse. If you want to back the Jaguars, here's what you get. A team that cannot be any more down. They're three and seven coming into a season where they were four points from going to the Super Bowl, and they're playing a team that can't be any more excited to play a football game. Playing a Jacksonville team that blew a huge fourth quarter lead at home against a team that had the week off. Okay, Fournette's back. Good thing. Well, Buffalo's rushing defense is 10th in the NFL, third over the last three weeks. You want to back Jacksonville? Bortles on the road, five touchdowns, six picks. Blake Bortles, total quarterback rating, slightly better than that of Eli Manning. In fact, Jameis Winston has a better quarterback rating. You want to back Jacksonville? You get an offense that's averaging 17 points per game or 29th in the NFL. You play a Bills team that before their bye hammered the Jets. Before their bye, they played the Bears, the Patriots, the Colts, and the Texans. Don't forget, they did beat the Vikings here. And after Monday Night Football, that 31-20 loss to the Rams doesn't look so bad anymore. Give me Buffalo plus the points at home. Dave Esler, follow him on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler. Matty, your thoughts? It's hard not to be on that side. I mean, is this such a motivational mismatch in this game that it's hard not to be on their side? And what I haven't heard anyone really talk about is the positive effect of Josh Allen starting for the Buffalo Bills yeah, as well. Just games, to, but that gets his team. That's excited. right. Here's just to pile on this game. So, I mean, just a complete and utter motivational mismatch in every sense of the word. There's only one way you can play it, and that's to take the three with the Bills. Yeah, like three and a half, Fez. But again, except apparently with Maddie's bet, Westgate's been on the sharp side, it seems, of all these games. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Last thing, I uncovered this. I've never heard this before, actually. A team with a five-plus game losing streak, so Jacksonville has that, that's favored. So the logic is, oh, the opponent must be so bad. There's been a hundred or so times the last 30 years. So 43, 56, and two. So 43% against the spread when you're losing, 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 losing plus, and you're favored. And by the way, only 15 times a road favor, five and 10 against the spread. Yeah. So I think the logic is that worst team is never as bad as you think. Yeah, I like it, guys. On my Twitter on Sunday, I will put out our official picks at RJ in Vegas. And I'm excited, guys. You know, should we announce about the party? If you listen this far, we're going to give you a bonus because we fight. It's funny. We got the stat like 90% of the nuts listen all the way to the end of these like two hour babies. You got to love our nutty fans. They're as nutty as us. 90%. It's like a crazy number. Wow. The average like five minute clip is like they only, you only keep like 38%. Fez, everyone's trying to figure out what crazy thing you're going to say. <laughs> How could you possibly turn it off? So here's what we're going to do. We don't know all the details. If we win this thing, and there's only three people ahead of And by this thing, we say the super contest gold. Yeah. When the we, 700K. When we win. The well, that's ambitious. we're optimistic. Yeah. We're going to throw some variation a budget of $25,000, a Super Bowl party, and everyone who's socially connected to us, Twitter, whatever, 
Fez, Brad, and I, or Fez, Maddie, Brad, we'll give him a hundred bucks or something to keep. No, I'm not giving him anything. Don't forget uh, Fez's 7-Eleven guy. Oh, he'll be invited. <laughs> 25K, we're going to have the Super Bowl party of Super Bowl parties. I think, I mean, how fun will that be? Everyone can have a bang bang. <laughs> oh, hey, no. That's it. That's got to be the last thing. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.